Good evening, skeptics. Uh, my name is Jordan Hall. I'm Josh Flavin. And this is Debunked. This evening we're going to be talking about the paranormal investigation reality show, Ghost Adventures. Uh, in particular, uh, episode 3 of the... What season is this? It's volume 17. Uh, the episode is called Samaritan Cult House. And we're going to talk about uh, why this is not a good scientific method and how it's uh, basically all bullshit. This is a very dangerous investigation. Now, Mark, that they, uh, I don't know how well the audience can hear the actual episode, but they mark right away that the, that the investigation is dangerous because of the structure of the building. That'll come into play later. Oh man, some people believe in ghosts. Some people don't. It's a fifty-fifty thing, yeah. really. He never. Either either yeah. you do or you don't. Yeah. You know. And I personally don't. <laughs> We're here because we think it's bullshit. So. Oh, good old Aaron. The show's entertaining, though. I mean, we act. We paid actual money for this, uh, because. Don't admit that, bro. <laughs> because. Because it amuses us. Our ghost adventure. Once again, they say that it's some kind of scientific investigation, and they obviously don't understand the scientific method at all. They don't know what science is. They're like that kid who just says science to things because he thinks it's going to win his argument. Yeah. So this is the lady who... who uh, uh, was the leader of this cult that they're investigating the, the the compound or house that they existed in. Her name is Linda Green. I, do they even go to the prison? I don't think they stay in the prison at all. I don't know if they... If they uh, I don't remember anything about the prison itself. No. Maybe the Maybe the whole thing took place in the prison, but... I don't think so, because they really only filmed in one room. So. Yeah. Samaritan Foundation is the name. It was uh, part of the Branch Davidians, which uh, is pretty famous for a suicide pact that took place. Is it like the suicide pact that's on Phantom Dicks? Ha ha! Ha ha! Product placement. It's not a product. Are they... Wait... They they tried to connect the Oklahoma the Oklahoma City bombing to this as part of the paranormal activity, but it just dies here, honestly. Okay. Well, no, it doesn't die here. Zach Baggins takes it far. He tries to keep running with it, as he does. Like I I feel like the man gets douchier every time I see him. <laughs> Uh, but he so gets laid more than us. It says, in 1995, Linda's husband, filmmaker Alan Ross, vanished without a trace. Pretty sure they talk about, yeah, his body was found five minutes, or five minutes, five <laughs> years later and is mutilated. Uh, they think that basically Linda, she Linda killed, killed him. him. Which, uh, I'm pretty sure we realized this is when she was crazy, right? Uh, we kind of realized when she, when they started talking about, like, the barcodes and, uh... And, like, 
Oh man. Enough of the phone calls. But yeah, like even like this that interview, she just like looked. She had crazy eyes. You'll find out more later. got a lot of dead air it's divination they're talking about divination with uh, pendulums and it's all pretty basic occult stuff there's some of the, the symbols on the symbols that we're going to talk about later and they i mean in the in the early 90s this stuff was pretty much all the rage these uh kind of mystic cults And this is kind of one thing that this kind of uh, universal throughout the Ghost Adventures series is these kind of sensational interviews that he does with supposed witnesses and people that are involved with the properties they investigate. And I notice he always kind of tries to like treat him like he's like trying to be creepy or like I, like I don't know how to explain. It's, all, it's an aloof say, yeah. kind of thing. He's trying to seem mysterious and yeah. and but another thing is 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 that he asks he constantly asks leading questions yeah and so it's it's hard to take to, to lend credibility to the people he's interviewing because he's basically feeding them a script as he questions them and of course like when they say so you're afraid to go into the building right of course they're gonna be like yeah man it's terrifying because he's basically told them what to say mm -hmm. i mean we've watched episodes before where they have you know people go with them what last one no no that was this one no the one with the the psychic medium yeah where and she's and it's like they're like she doesn't know anything about it but they definitely know that except for the does. leading questions that he yeah. asks her and all that stuff and then he once outright just tells her what happens in the house and they bring her back anyway yeah because that makes sense oh man the ever-present respirator this is when he talks about his his third eye. Oh yeah, because apparently Zach Baggins has developed a sixth sense to ghosts. Like he is the kid from the sixth sense. I think is what he's trying to tell us. He's been doing. He's been according to Baggins himself. Baggins. His name is Baggins. That's Baggins. According to Mister Baggins himself. Um, oh, there he goes. His third eye. Yeah. According to him, he's been doing. He's been a, a paranormal investigator for so long that he's developed a sort of sixth sense for these things, which of course is very scientific. Yeah, you know, because science. Which is what they're trying to prove. Uh, they're trying to. They're trying to uh, follow their so-called scientific method to determine whether or not paranormal phenomena exists. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is the board that he was talking about earlier. That he right? never touched. Yeah. That he never touched at all, that he just strapped duct tape on, and he's and he's just outright okay, fucking yeah. with. Yeah, that seems that's. I don't remember that at the beginning, or I didn't make the connection, but yeah, because he was he was using or that's the one. Yeah, he stepped over, stepped around, or whatever he says. So since you guys can't see the screen, he's messing around with uh just a loose two by four, a long two by four that uh. Later on in the episode, we've already watched the episode all the way through so that we could kind of be prepared for this. Uh, he he claims to have witnessed some kind of 
paranormal uh, occurrence involving this 2x4, but he swears to have never touched it or anything before, even though he just has himself on camera messing with it. Different types of EVPs, man. There's one thing they always like to talk about is how they try to uh, debunk and validate things with their their uh, various types of media, uh, digital voice recorders and uh, st static cameras, yeah. uh, ultra, uh, full spectrum cameras. The, uh, what do they call the, the it's it's the Connect camera. I don't remember what they call it though. Oh yeah, the, it's basically the same technology that they use on um, the Connect. Um, that it's a it's a motion detection system. Works so well. Wait, I mean, wait, is this, this guy's an investigator? Is that what he said? Like a paranormal? Another from another paranormal investigation group. Yeah. Why do they? Why does he have a, like a a Ghostbusters uniform on? Like is that is like is that on purpose? Because I feel like I couldn't take a paranormal investigation team seriously if they come dressed as the Ghostbusters. <laughs> I was like the B-roll with the little girls is kind of creepy just in general and there's a but, lot of it but I was thinking about this last time I watched this like like if they've already bringing in other people into this who's to say like someone you know banging on something isn't in the background somewhere yeah I mean I feel like we know personally how easy it is to have someone causing disturbances that you think are paranormal so to back up that statement we also uh have have a uh, a parody of these of these paranormal investigation shows on youtube called the phantom dicks um and we've done it for a few a couple of years now um several episodes and we've noticed as we as we make these parodies which by the way are in no way serious that it's not it's not an investigation at all um We've noticed how easy it is to mistake, or not even mistake, just um, put two and two together with certain things that happen during during our filming, like light anomalies that are a big thing in ghost adventures, and uh, and and staging certain things is incredibly easy. Mm. It is incredibly easy to stage things without any kind of CGI or outside technology. And make it look convincing. I mean, you can even do like they had doors slamming in that one of those last episodes. I mean, we you could do that so easily as long as part of the door is not shown. Boom, Eas easily done. You don't have to have a string on it. So when they go out and be like, "See, there's nothing attached to the," well, yeah, there's nothing attached to it. You had some guy push it from the one angle you couldn't see it from. And thus far with our show, um, we filmed everything with one camera, which actually makes it even easier to stage. Because we can we can just film the same thing multiple multiple times from different angles, mm -hmm. and so we just go in there and we say this is what happened and this is what happened. Look, oh, uh, there's nothing pushing this door. It's it is phenomenally easy to stage things. I mean, even if you have the the multiples, like you know, if you know where you're gonna stage something, like it it's yeah. It's all in editing, really. Yeah, yeah. Now they're now they're finding the the sweet symbols. They have the little symbol cards. Okay, so they found these symbol cards, and they have uh, certain occult symbols on them, and they're 
supposedly, le like, according to them, left here from the mid-90s by this cult. But they're, like, obviously laminated cards. And they're obviously, like, ar artificially aged. So they're aged and then laminated. And now he's looking up on his phone these, these symbols uh, that supposedly one of the investigators, a previous investigator, sent them that have these symbols on them and we uh we took the time to kind of do a little research on these symbols which will come into play a little bit more later but what we determine and we won't go into too much detail now what we determine is that they belong to a, a certain very common um occult alphabets that appear uh mostly in in uh modern wiccanism as established by um uh, uh buckland what's his first name raymond Raymond Buckland, uh, who was one of the pioneers of what we now today know of as the as the religion of Wicca, and so these symbols are very common. There we have Buckland's book with us, and we have those alphabets right in front of us. So as we as we move forward, and they start to try to interpret these symbols, yeah, they they say they're they're what at one point I think the. The demonologist says they're demonic symbols. Yeah, he says they're demonic symbols, which none of them are. None of them are demonic symbols, at least as established by the the uh, the Wiccan doctrine, which is where the symbols come from in the first place. No, I mean we can't really say that people haven't thought Wiccans were like well, that, yeah, or anything. for they sure, kind of yeah, get mistaken a lot. I didn't. I didn't realize that there was a that he didn't. The, I thought they just found the second one. I didn't know that he knew both of them were there. Yeah, but, so which is even more ridiculous. Like that guy yeah. knew that those He's were like, there. Oh, check out, check it out. There's these laminated cards upstairs that have just been sitting here. Why wouldn't he take those? Yeah, yeah. I feel like if you're a paranormal investigator in an abandoned place, you're probably gonna take something like that. And Alan Ross was the uh, uh, filmographer, right? Yeah, he was the husband of Linda. Of the crazy lady. Yeah, yeah crazy lady. Letters, in here. letters um, invoices for camera equipment, lots of stuff. And when I was going through them, something pulled me backwards. Once again, these, these interviews... I just love the B-roll, like the reenactment B-roll. Oh yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, earlier, oh, earlier Ghost Adventures, they always had stand-in actors with this kind of B-roll. Now they just do it with the with the people, yeah. with their interviewees. They're like, hey, looks fake already, or sounds fake. Might as well make it look fake. Oh yeah. So this is another thing, um, and if you're a first-time kind of inductee to the whole world of paranormal investigation, a lot of what what paranormal investigators across the board depend on is these things called EVPs, and that's electronic voice phenomena, and it's things that kind of show up in the white noise that that occurs on any recording system to some extent. I mean, if you were to pump up our microphone volume that we're using right now 
to just ludicrous levels. You would hear white noise from the recording, and you could supposedly pick up the voices of spirits manifested in the electronic white noise. And this is another thing in our own parody show that we do that that we find extremely easy to um, recreate. And it's not like we're staging it. We don't have to. We, oh. we just go into that white noise, and you can hear all sorts of weird little anomalies and clicks and ticks and, mm-hmm. and whispers and things like that that just occur naturally in electronic recordings. And you can just, because the human brain is programmed to recognize patterns... We're very good at recognizing patterns. In fact, almost to the point where we we recognize patterns where patterns don't exist. And so when we hear these things on in this white noise, it's easier easy for us to say like, "Oh, this said mommy," or "This said mm. I'm going to kill you." Especially with like words like "mommy," like that stuff's so easy because you've heard it so many times. It's like programmed yeah. in your brain, and it shows. So it shows up in this white noise, and uh, so not only is our pattern recognition coming into play. Also, the power of suggestion. When you're in a creepy-ass building recording sound and and you're already freaked out and you're expecting, to some extent, to find some weird shit, <laughs> when you go back and you listen to stuff, you're obviously going to be looking for um, things you can't explain. And when you're, when you're looking for it, you're going to find it. Yeah. I mean, and when, they do. And, I mean, that's, that's the whole point of paranormal activities because you're looking for it, but, like especially in a place like this which is already run down it's falling apart it's it's moldy it's gross it's dark it's creepy i mean that i mean like when we were in baker i mean we we did that so many times in that old house it's just like well it's already pretty creepy like i mean there's times jordan's scared the living bejesus out of me when i i i knew there weren't any ghosts in there but that didn't that didn't change the fact that the scenario we're in and what's all going on like your mindset is in a part or in in a in a place where you're gonna be scared of that stuff and you're gonna assume it's there i've seen shadow fig seen quotes um shadow figures moving because my eyes are adjusting to some of the light looking at the the cameras or looking at even like the uh mel meter screens or anything like that your eyes are adjusting so obviously you're gonna see something which is a constant that's actually a really good point because it's a constant back and forth with these investigations, even the professional ones where you're looking at a really bright LCD screen and then you're looking back out in total darkness and it's constant. You're looking back and forth all the time. Your eyes aren't meant to adjust that fast. So of course you're going to see weird shit. And then we were kind of talking about it the other day when we were, when, when you were uh, showing your edit of one of our recent episodes Mm -hmm. where we were sitting there listening and we caught what sounded like one of these electronic voice phenomena on our recording that we had not staged or previously reco- uh, uh, picked up during the editing phase. We hadn't heard it, and so when he played it and we heard it, we're like, what the hell is that? Like, that's that's like a legit kind of creepy thing. Well, mm-hmm. then we listened to it a few more times and looked it over, and it was obviously just him breathing close to the microphone pickup mm-hmm. of, of the camera. But, I mean, what's to say someone off camera on one of these shows can't do the exact same thing. The only reason we found that that wasn't an EVP is because my mouth was on camera. Yeah. If we hadn't have been filming that, if I'd have been filming somewhere else, that would have totally sound like an EVP. Yeah, we, we wouldn't have been able to it. explain it, and no. that's what these guys thrive on, yeah. is just not having a, a very good, ex, like, a, like a really, really obvious explanation for things. Yeah, and I mean, with the next EVP, it sounds 
Like I can hear exactly what they think it says, but I That's... I don't feel like this is a real EVP at all because, like it, it sounds very 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 clear. Not not that there can't be clear EVPs, but this just sounds like it's something that like we ran into in that episode where it's just someone was in the background saying something. And once again, that's also kind of the power of suggestion because in this show, they never just let you listen to the EVP first. Mm -hmm. They tell you what they think it sounds like and then they play it, which of course puts that pattern in your mind. Well, and and some of the old ones, like every once in a while they would do that. I remember when they had Nick on there, they were like, Hey, we're going to let you listen to this. You think of what it sounds like and then we'll tell you what we think it is yeah which works better because then you're like okay yeah that that is what it sounds like to me but that's not usually what they do anyway let's we got way off track <laughs> tangent i mean it sounds like someone's saying that to me i, I mean that's me personally oh yeah so so obvious they love to do that as well in this show. Is they'll they'll pick up random words on on not just in EVPs but on all Anything of their else. equipment. And they love to just string words together to connect the dots to fit their scenario. Mm-hmm. And see, I I don't know if they talked to that guy beforehand or if they let him listen to it before he said it was the same thing. I don't know. I mean, that's the, half of these shows. I mean, that's stuff that we won't ever know because it's. I mean, cut. obviously, you're not going to show that. And it's cut a certain way yeah. that, like, we don't really know what happens in between cuts. Mm-hmm. I mean, for all I know, he's like, yeah, it sounds like his video or some video. Which, by the way, in our personal parody, is how we get half of our ideas across is with cuts and editing. Yep. Hey, they got the finest in dry goods at that Emporium. The best of dry goods. I also have a problem with this. Like, him going up to the crew right here. Like, the crew didn't know about this. Yeah. Well, like, oh, I mean, we got black mold. It's for the dramatic effect yeah. that it has on the on the show. They're like, oh, it's it's more dangerous than just ghosts. It's There's black mold. Which, by the way, one of the uh, people involved in this investigation didn't seem too concerned about because he didn't wear a respirator the whole time. And black mold is not not good. And he said, Baggins says it right there. He's like, hey, we all have to wear respirators. We all, but one, no, he, he just didn't want to. Wore a cool thing on his head, but no respirator. I mean, Baggins wore a respirator. Well, yeah, he always he, wears. Yeah, he, he wears it if he's going into the bathroom. He doesn't care where yeah, he's, he's at. He's, he's just afraid. Which, by the way, his name is actually Zach Baggins. We keep calling him Baggins because it's funny to us. Because he's like a hobbit, like a shitty hobbit. Oh, here's where is this where they're talking about the barcodes? I don't think yet. So you're drawing parallels to the to the Church of Scientology? Well, and they're talking about like here, they're talking about how this lady like 
told this lady some really depressing stuff. I don't remember what it was, but like, and then she goes and lays in front of a train. And it's like that that lady could have been mentally disturbed. I don't know. Well, obviously the leader was meant. Oh. Well, I'm, I'm talking about like who she was talking about. Oh, talking they to. did an episode in a secret Scientology lab. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna have to watch that. Yeah, we're gonna have to find that. Yeah, but then now they're talking about the barcodes. Apparently, she hates hates barcodes. Can't stand barcodes. She thinks barcodes are evil. And the only reason they they now like bring up this whole interview right here, which I have, like, they didn't do an interview with this guy until the barcode thing came up on Jay's wrist. Yeah. So the so one of the investigators has a tattoo of a barcode on his wrist, uh, which comes up later again. But yeah, like like this whole part right here doesn't seem like it was even gonna fit in. Well, and then with their B-roll, he just he just drew parallels between um, a barcode, which the which the leader of this cult said were were evil, and the symbolism that the cult itself used. So if she hated barcodes, why would she draw parallels between barcodes and her own symbolism? Oh, now we got Zozo Demon Man. So this is a guy that appeared in a previous, uh, actually, fairly a while ago episode. Well, it, it wasn't that. Long, I didn't think it was that long ago, but apparently it was 2014. Yeah, so it was a, it was a little while ago. This guy appeared, and he's a, a supposedly a renowned demonologist who specializes in the study of a specific demon called Zozo, and he also his main tool of use is um, a a spirit board, which is what they're calling it now because Hasbro owns the right to the term. Ouija board, so which, which is funny because they have it blocked out on the actual video when they're showing it now. But that's what it, what that's what he uses as his uh, legitimate tool to uh, speak with demons, which these guys uh, just eat up. They eat it up, and they're supposed to be like trying to scientifically prove. Well, and that's the whole thing. Like even with the last episode, you had that psychic medium lady on there, who like is acting crazy the entire time yet they take it as like this is scientific fact <laughs> that she gets these like feelings or whatever from spirits and it's like i don't know which i mean i've i've seen some stuff that involves psychic mediums which is pretty weird like that they legitimately don't know and they draw some pretty pretty impressive parallels but who's to say what kind of information they just glean by watching people's body language yeah. and stuff. Like, Some, I mean, you, maybe you tense up at a certain part in that house, and they're like, oh, this is, must be where something bad happened yeah. in this house. That's how con artists, like, make their living. Yeah. Is just picking up shit like that. This guy's the demonologist uh, who who speaks with Zozo, and so they're going to start with this... this uh, um, this Ouija board session, which, by the way, takes up like close to half the episode. Yeah, no, it's it's over half. It's yeah, that's it's basically what the episode turned into. Like they didn't go to the prison, they didn't go anywhere except for one room and and use the Ouija board, which is supposed to be. I mean, there's the <laughs> once again their scientific method, and so they just went with this this uh, generic Hasbro with a board game, board game. Science, science, yeah. Hasbro science. It's like the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, except for board games and science. <laughs> that guy's got sweet hair too. And here's these cards again. 
these laminated symbol cards. Yeah. Yeah, so, so there we go. He, he asks this guy if they're demonic. Okay, he draws parallels here to Aleister Crowley, who was a uh, um, a famed occultist. Um, he was not a Satanist, which is what they seem to apply, imply here. And um, this is a good time to bring up the fact that these two cards have symbols from two different alphabets on them. And uh, you want to you want to yeah. like pause it. Yeah. So so they have these these two different alphabets on them, and they they're drawing p parallels to these alphabets. Have and ne neither party, neither the demonologist nor Zach Bagans, know anything about these symbols. And we were able to figure out what these symbols were with a combination of surprise surprise a Google search. And uh, some some books that we happen to have in our in our abode, um, and we, we were able to find out exactly what the what uh, alphabets these symbols come from and what they mean, which is something that the that the 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 investigators in this show didn't even bother to do. They just they just made wild assumptions as to what they meant. Well, I mean. Personally, I don't even know if they were even going to try and do that. Like, the producers might have been like, no, that's not interesting. We don't care about that. Yeah. But, so, on one side, um, if you watch the episode, this will make more sense. But on one side, they have what's what's uh, called the Theban alphabet, more commonly called the Witch's alphabet, which is used to this day in uh, in Wiccanism, in, common, in, just, in just the general religion of Wicca. And uh, the symbols on the card in the episode are uh, we we looked didn't we? Yeah. Um. Let me see. I'm trying to figure out what they are right here. And I got this one right about oh, right there. So we got X is one of the symbols. We got a two looking one. Uh. Oh, maybe maybe it's X Y Z. That's why. Oh no, and then the other V, which is I or J. Uh, G. It's G. Um, so. So X, what? X, uh, I can't tell if it's a Y or not. I can't really see it. It's so small. Um, oh, no, no. It's X, M, and G. X, M, G. And uh, those those are, that is, that's beyond a doubt. That's not just our conjecture. No, that's, that is, that's what those are. We looked it up. That is what those letters in that particular alphabet mean. And they have absolutely no correspondence to anything that happens in the rest of the episode. Even even when they start drawing conclusions themselves about what these symbols mean, mm -hmm. nothing to do with what they actually mean. Mm -hmm. They have no significance uh, to, to what they are uh, supposedly finding with the Ouija board mm -hmm. at all. We don't know. We didn't look into the... We didn't do a lot of research on the cult itself, so we don't know what kind of symbolism those might have had to the actual cult but it's irrelevant for our purposes here because they never bring it up and then the other alphabet was we'll, we'll, we'll get to that one in a oh, bit okay. it's the Mal malachim yeah malachim yeah because yeah that one comes up very prevalently later with how they describe <laughs> with, what it has to do with so. with the conclusions yeah. they jump to So he's he's teaching Baggins 
this, this demonologist, I can't remember his name. Do you remember his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he's teaching Baggins how, how to use the, what do you call the little thing that goes in the middle? The little, they, they talk about it here. I just don't remember what it's called. The They'll little, say it again. I don't yeah. remember. What, the the palanchin or something yeah, like something that. Yeah, something like that. The, the little piece that goes on the Ouija board, and he's telling him how to put his hand on it. And he's basically telling him that you rest your forearm, which would make sense, because then, you know, you don't really have the power of your arms to move it. But then he also said, if it gets out of the way, just lift up your elbow and then move it that way. And I was like, well, that defeats the whole purpose of you not moving it. Oh, this is great. Is this the... No, that's, that's a different that's a episode. That's different episode, yeah. that's right, yeah. Planchet. Planchet. There we go. Hey, we figured out some stuff. Which, who, who knows if they're pronouncing it right, because they never really bother with that either. Yeah, I mean, Baggins <laughs> always puts the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> and he loves the word ironic. Uh, Although he, he, has, he hasn't said it in any of the three episodes. No, not in the newer maybe ones. Maybe he got no. the tweet. Maybe he got the tweet about uh, the definition of ironic because he uses it, he used to always, use it wrong constantly. Always wrong. Strange physical twitches, the best indication of scientific method. Yeah, basically, Baggins just turned into Michael J. Fox. <laughs> That's fucked up. Yeah, that's the best way that I could explain it to make it a visual comparison. So and here's that scene again. Uh, Baggins, Baggins, obviously wearing a respirator. Demonologist guy, not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. And I mean, you can see some of like the black mold on the back walls. Yeah, you can literally it. see it. Yeah. And black mold's not a joke. We mentioned that before. So since since. Zach is spazzing out. He ends up tapping out pretty quick here. Well, I thought it was going to be now, but apparently he's... Oh, that's right. Yeah, we have movement because the demonologist is moving it. You can see his muscles they, moving. Yeah, they have a clear shot at his arms, and you can see the muscles in his arms flexing to move the planchet across the board. It is painfully obvious that he is he is moving the board. If you look at Baggins' arms, his arms are relaxed and above the board like they're supposed to be, whereas the other guys are being are, are, are laying on the corner of the table for leverage as he moves the planchet across the board. Well, he's not even laying them on there. He's got them elevated. Yeah. That's right. This is when I think... Zach is moving it because you could tell like his his hands are, are so tense they're on tensed that up thing and you can see his right arm move from the elbow now they're now they're touching these cards again which I never under really understood what they were trying to accomplish yeah I, I didn't I didn't really get that either the, the cards are the oh that's right they pulled up JP yeah, JP which is James Phillips who was I think he died in that that jail. Well, yeah. no, he was the he was the. Um, yeah, he's the guy that died here. I just said. Wasn't he the the? F- oh, that's right. Yeah. So they are in the prison. He he died from fright. 
Yeah, he, he definitely... That's right, they said a spirit killed him. Yeah. I thought Linda was still alive. No. Oh. No, that, that interview was from 2002. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, it looks pretty real. Yeah, I, I feel like, and they've always, Ghost Adventures has always kind of done this where they use their body, and they say, like, that's their best, like, evidence for paranormal activity, which... Yeah, as personal experiences, which, that's not evidence. Not at all. Like, I can't tell you how many times we've done those fake investigations, and I get chills. I get yeah. chills. My hair stands up just like they did all the time. Yeah, it's it's stupid. And and I mean, any any reasonable scientist in any other field is going to tell you that evidence has to be measurable. Mm-hmm. Has to be measurable. You have to be able to physically measure evidence. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can't do that with with uh, with bodies. I mean, you can you can measure like like fluctuations in body temperature and heart rate and things like that. But that's gonna change, like you said. Even though we were doing a parody, and it's we're laughing and uh, and doing stupid shit the whole time, our heart rates, I guarantee you, still elevate. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm, I know that for a fact. And I guarantee you, we got chills. We felt weird feelings because we're in creepy, abandoned fucking buildings. Uh-huh. So that's not an indicator of paranormal activity. No, not at all. And yet he's using his body twitching, which, I don't know about you, but I've had twitches before, and, I mean, I'm not like, oh yeah, it's because of this, no. It's because of ghosts. Oh, we got Barcode Man in there. Oh. Jay Wosley tapped out Zach. She, so, as a reminder, the the lady who, uh, who was the leader of this cult thought that barcodes were evil, and Jay Wosley, uh, has a barcode tattooed to his wrist. So really... Bad barcode. Too. It's a pretty it's, bad it's tattoo. So blurry. Yeah. Like, I, maybe he got it in prison. Who knows? I don't know. An evil lady, man. An evil lady. They're the worst. Where was Aaron in this investigation? He's he's standing back. He's behind uh, Jay. Oh, he's he's just being what Aaron used to be is just the cameraman. Yeah, an old building that they think is falling down, and it has creaking and cracking, and they think that's paranormal. Yeah, they've literally said this building is like condemned, and about to collapse. Mm-hmm. But there's weird noises, so there's ghosts for sure. Clearly, Jay's moving it. Like, very clearly. Like, you could see his his fingers start to move because he's trying to push it. Oh, yeah, this is when they put his birthday... I, I don't know why he shows the barcode. Because his, the birthday the birthday's in the barcode. Oh, is it his, yeah. bir- his birthday is the barcode? Okay. Well, it's part of the barcode. Okay. And so he jumps up dramatically after it spells up part of the barcode on his arm. Um, Which is 1119. 
It's November 19th. This is his birthday. So they're trying to say that, which, yeah, the card that they then they found was, it says 19 bladder circulation and Puerto No, Rico. it says 1119 on the card. I thought it just said 19. No, it says 1119. It's 11-19 on the card. So, sir. That's what they showed at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Oh, no, it's just, you're right. It's, it's, it's just, just 19. 19, yeah. And then bladder circulation, circulation and Puerto, Puerto Rico. <laughs> so they try and then um, connect the bladder circulation to like, yeah, we'll get. Yeah, you'll get to that later. But yeah. So now he's super uncomfortable again with the quotes because. Oh, 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 here we oh go. this is the best part. Okay. Here we go. So, so they pulled up one of these cards that have these supposedly demonic occult symbols on them. This is the second one we were going to talk about. And there's kind of a J and a W and a V on the card itself. And these these symbols are actually not Anglican. They're um they're a certain they're they're actually very closely related to a language that's called Inaki and which is not relevant to this particular instance. But there, the the script is also used by another occult language that's called uh, Malakin. Ma- Malakin, which I think we're pronouncing that right. Um, yeah. It's sim- similar to Inakian, um, and so they have these. It's it looks like a J with uh, a circle at each end of it, and then a W, which looks like a trident. So it's a, a basically a um, a a U with a straight line right in the middle of it. With the all, all circles on all the top lines. And then the V, which is the same thing. At any point that the that the lines end, there's these circles. And so we looked it up. We looked up the language. And we, we once again in this book that we have, which is just an overview by Raymond Buckland of the Wiccan religion and how to be a follower of the Wiccan religion. Mm -hmm. It's called the complete book of witchcraft. And so we, we looked it up and we looked at what each of those letters mean. The W is E not, not a W it's an E. It's an E. The J is, is an L an L not a J and the V V uh, is an R. Which so, they don't really say it, what the V is supposed to be. They just try and take the J and the W and say it's J Wasley, like that's spelling his name. Which is the guy with the tattoo, with the barcode tattoo. They say J W is J Wasley, which we established the actual meaning of those symbols that we have that we have uh, very little doubt the cult was using was L and E. That's not anyone's initials that's in that room. So so they're just pulling shit out of their ass at this point. Just because it looks like a J, it looks like a W. And, I mean, in all honesty, this this seems like one of the stage things. Like, throughout this episode, it's like it's like a bad TV show. Well, it is a bit. I mean, but it looks like, you know, they, they have this overarching story where suddenly he talks about the barcode that came out of nowhere. Yeah. And then it's suddenly all about him and the demon. Well, sorry, the ghost. It's all about which, Jay. Which turns into a, a demon it, later, but um, yeah, it's all about. It just turns into all about Jay. And they've pulled up these these pretty close to the camera now. These cards that they're pulling these symbols off of that were supposedly left by the cult in 1993, which at this point was over 20 years ago. Yeah. And those cards in this badly deteriorated building are in excellent shape and excellent. laminated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah. So yeah. I mean, look at all the water damage in that place, and those cards are just fine. Mm-hmm. So they're still working with the uh, the spirit board. Um. And it's kind of funny to watch them go because they'll like, they'll kind of skirt around the answer they're going to actually do like it's random. So they're like, they'll move in like a few like random directions before they go to the answer. Still fairly obvious that one of them is moving it. Now they're just, and you can hear the squeaking on the board because they're putting so much pressure on it as they move it, which if it's supposed to move by spirit energy you wouldn't hear it screaming. wouldn't happen <laughs> this is the car alarm part no <laughs> Aaron's still my favorite man he's the best you just like his old face oh <laughs> We really should do an episode on Pavalia. Oh, we will we'll definitely. Because that's that. that's the still the best Ghost Adventures episode ever. During our spirit board session in Guthrie, Oklahoma, Darren and Jay begin receiving a very threatening message, and at the same exact time, neither of them are aware that I have just. Once again, we're we're now how how far into the episode? Thirty minutes. We still got twelve more. And most of it has been spent with this Ouija board. The rest of it, I mean, they, they, they like try to kind of incorporate their actual equipment into it, but it's all in correspondence to the Ouija board. Oh, look, there was a light anomaly. They didn't even talk about that. No, they're too busy talking about this fake Ouija board yeah. stuff. So it's, it's telling them now, kill, get out. Which, I mean, Which, how what fucking is, cliche is that? And what does that even mean? Like, <laughs> kill, get out, like, what... Those don't correspond together. Oh, so now now they have demons here. Yeah, and there's two of them. So there's one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's, they're taking a head count. But that's what. Yeah. So and they have two demons. It's Zozo. I don't know if Zozo and Mom are technically two different demons. Well, they were supposed to be, yeah. according to and this. Okay, so Zozo and Mama, the two demons that they're supposedly in contact with now. Are these these demons that supposedly plague this demonologist that have followed him around his whole life, and you could watch him move the planchet on the Ouija board. Obviously, so they had to tie it in, you know, with the previous investigation. Oh, this is my favorite part: the overhead camera died, yet everyone else's camera was still working, but we we did not. None of the stuff that they're talking about right now, that it's going to kill one of them, none of that was in the episode at all. Yeah, you couldn't see it. There was no camera angle on there. Well, there was, but they said that the one that was above it was out, so they didn't show any of it. Yeah. But they had the X camera, and they had um, uh, Aaron's camera, but they decided that they didn't care about that. It wasn't important enough, apparently. Yeah. And now they're saying, Jay, oh, this is also my favorite when it doesn't spell out the full word. Yeah. Just stops. Yeah. J Fammy. J Fammy. How do they know it's not a name? Yeah, maybe Fammy is a it's a surname somewhere. Uh, you know, Fami. It's like Italia. 
that was just super racist, yeah. Fam am I. Fam, fam am I. Oh, yeah, there's those letters again. Wozley, those man. aren't letters. Those... The, the L-V or well, L-E. They're not... They're not our letters, so why we think that they're going to fit with Jay Wosley, I'm still very confused about. Another one of those kind of things that they've done in previous episodes where they go in, into, like, foreign countries and try to communicate with ghosts in English. Mm-hmm. Which they do in Pavalia a little bit. I mean, he also tries to speak really <laughs> crappy. Real bad Italian. Uh, really bad Italian. Yeah. I mean, uh, him and Aaron both do that. Actually, so does uh, Nick. Nick, was when he was with him, he yeah, was Yeah, yeah, it thing. was all, all bad. All bad Italian. Oh, but, here we go. This is also a good part. Because they, they're spelling out technically kidney right now. And right now, Jay is looking straight down at the board. But now he's got to N, and he looks over at Aaron. Kidney. F- yeah. He gets and, to F. And they, they move the... the, the pl- oh, now it's suddenly yeah. E. Because they're like, oh, it's F. What does that mean? Maybe it's E. Oh, and they just switch it because they said that. Kidney. So, kidney. During the one letter that Jay was looking away from was the wrong letter, and they decided to correct it. Because you need to look to push. And they said, of course, this is totally objective because the other guy using the Ouija mm-hmm. board didn't know anything about Jay's history. Yeah, his, his, his family supposedly has... Someone in his family has problems with a kidney. I don't remember. It's... But in any case, what they're matter. saying is that it can't be fake because, because the other guy the know. other guy doesn't know anything about Jay's family. Whereas Jay, who is also completely in control of this situation, knows everything about his, his family. Now this demonologist is talking, of course, reaffirming how he doesn't know anything about the situation except that those demons... Zozo and, and Mama, Mama Zozo. Um, Ooh, Mama Zozo. Mama Zozo. It's kind of like. Uh, it's like nothing. You got nothing. Yeah, I got nothing. I was going to say. Yeah. But anyway, you know. They're the ones following me around. They keep trying to push that. And I mean, maybe they're trying to like do the power of suggestion on the audience. That, hey, if we suggest that he was looking away when this is happening, they, they won't, won't remember. remember that it said that, F first? Yeah, <laughs> they won't remember that he wasn't looking away to begin with. And when he was looking away, it was wrong. And every other letter, he's looking straight at the board. That's one thing that people should do to, if they were going to actually say that the, uh, that the Ouija board is a credible, like, technique for communicating with spirits or whatever, why don't they blindfold them? Yeah. And have somebody else read what the yeah. board's saying. because supposedly, I think, isn't technically what a Ouija board, I mean, the spirit is supposed to take control of you. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you're supposed you're channeling to channeling a spirit, yeah. you know. So, I mean, it's, a, it, you're gonna be the, <coughs> excuse me. You're going to be the one to move it, but you're not supposed to know what's what going to happen. What it's going to say. So, yeah. So, like, in theory, it you sh- it would say what it wants to say regardless of whether or not you can see the yeah. board. Or, like, have something above your hands. 
but I mean, even still, you kind of know where the letters are. Not, but I mean, you, I guess you would have to blindfold and have somebody watch. <laughs> These days, if it was a QWERTY layout, I could probably figure it out. <laughs> yeah, so you'd have to have three people do it because you'd have to have the two blindfolded that are actually touching it and one person to actually know what it's saying. Billy? We've this watched. is really the last bit that we have left. Yeah, I don't remember what happened. This is here. when the board falls. Oh, oh, that's right. Oh yeah, which, he walked. He walked over the board that he fucked with, which, by the way, is not in the same place that he fucked with it in. They didn't mention that at all. No. But what, what I find funny about this whole thing is, and they'll talk about it, that it was they walk in, and the board falls, like. He talks about it right here. And also, the camera lifts up every time they show it. See? Like, every time, there's a black bar at the bottom of the thing. Like, they're trying... I mean, I can see it if it's lower on the screen, yeah. no matter what. So why are you lifting it? Oh, they're not saying it was the 2x4. No, they're saying it's the plywood. No, it has nothing to do with the plywood. They mean the two or the 2x4, two four, four, yeah. sorry. Um, no, but, and he's talking about it right now that it, it fell down, but then he says, he switches his tune and he's like, no, it lifted up. Oh, that's and later. Yeah. Ground. Yeah. Which no, it fell. Yeah. Which that's the other thing you mentioned it before. Like this place is so run down. It's creaking. It's falling apart. Yet a board falling is going to be something that's it's paranormal. Poltergeist activity now. See, it, it just flew up flew into up midair. And midair. No, it fell down. And who's to say he didn't just like slightly nudge that two by four as he walked over it, which was right next to the the plywood, and it just well, fell. No, over. The, the plywood is actually farther to the right that moved. Yeah, but there's other stuff like next to all of that. It's all cluttered together. I, I don't personally think that Baggins had anything to do with it when he walked in the room. I mean, other than its stage. But I don't think the board had anything to do with it. I don't think that 2 by 4 was the reason the plywood fell. I don't like, know what I, happened. You don't even see, see it. They it, keep showing it, and you, well, you, you can never see, see the plywood You can see fall. it in the corner, like, right there. It's right before they cut it. You see it do this. It falls. It, oh. it literally tips over and falls. It doesn't fly up in the middle of the air and fall. But see, so it falls. Okay, you just see yeah. it hit. You see it hit the ground. Oh, yeah, yeah. I That's see it. it. I see it now. Yeah, it doesn't fly up no, anywhere. It just does falls not fly over. up. There's plenty of things that could have been leaning on. It didn't fly up anywhere. Shit, I use, I use plywood all the time at work because we, we put them between pallets and stuff. And that shit will fall over on its own if you don't have it leaning right. I mean, who's to say a draft didn't kind of blow in there Whoa, and just yeah. kind of tip it? Which it's, there's holes in the in the ceiling yeah it's not like it'd be real hard that that would do that but yeah I mean this is really the last bit 
is I guess the, this part too. Yeah. Oh, this is their this is their favorite new new uh, piece of equipment. Which I don't know if they ever did they mention. I mean, they might have just now, but I don't I don't know what it's called. I can't remember what it's called. They they talked more in depth about what it actually is in an earlier episode, um, but I can't remember how it works anymore. It's I know it's connected to some device that supposedly picks up like you know energy and shit, mm-hmm. but that's basically just our just our our iPhone app. But that and that is that that is an iPhone app on the iPad because you can see in the far right corner of the bottom it says one times. That's because it's an iPhone app, and if so you t- what the hell app are they using? Now we gotta get it. I mean, I'm I'm sure we could probably find it. I just have to look for iPhone only instead of iPad only. Yeah. Which is what it looks like on my iPad. Oh, now they're trying to say that this little puck thing, a paranormal puck, is what that thing's called. That it fits into the circle uh, of the I, symbols too, because well, yeah, because you know, because that makes sense. Ev- anything that is coincidental mm-hmm. is definitely paranormal, yeah. or if it, it, you know, it's not coincidental if it's Baggins, it's ironic. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely ironic. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, that's that's the end of of that episode. The the what was the name of it again? It was the. Uh, uh, Samaritan Samaritan cult house. Yeah, that's that's the one. Yep. That's the one right there. You learned all about how dumb it is. And how none of it was actually real. <laughs>